Baptist Church podcast. We hope you are blessed by the sermons, devotional readings, and teachings that we put out as an encouragement and strength for daily living as we seek to glorify the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, because all things are done for our good and His glory. Welcome to the New Hope Baptist Church podcast. This is Elder Jimmy Hazlett with uh, Cody Lester. Cody, uh, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Good. Uh, Cody is a faithful guy here at our church, getting ready to be ordained as a deacon. And long before any of that ever happened, um, you had developed a evangelism ministry. Yeah. And so you routinely will go out into the community or surrounding communities and essentially try to put yourself wherever people are going to be. And what do you do whenever you do that? Um, usually I will start by handing out a tract. I like to use the million dollar bill tracts. You'll hear me use that a lot and just try to strike up a conversation, uh, feel people out, see where they are spiritually and share the gospel with them. Awesome. And so your purpose in doing that is to proclaim the gospel of Christ. Right. And so you're, you know, you're intentionally going out with the, with the, with the goal in mind of being able to strike up some gospel conversations. Right. Um, what we're going to be doing, um, is Cody, when he goes, he has a recorder with him. He records some of his, uh, encounters. And so what we're going to be doing, um, is actually sharing some of those encounters on our podcast feed. And so if you've ever wondered, what does it look like for someone to, uh, do street evangelism? You know, Jesus told us, what is it that motivates you, Cody, to do that? Uh, the passage from Romans 10 is one that, that comes to my mind, that people don't know the gospel unless someone is sent to go tell them. Yeah, yeah. How can they hear unless someone preaches to them, right? Right. And so your your motivation is the Great Commission, yeah. the fact that Jesus has commissioned his church to go into uh, the world, to evangelize the nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you felt an urgency that, uh, you know, these people aren't going to hear the gospel unless you tell them. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what we're going to be doing on uh, the podcast is with these witnessing encounters, just kind of giving you a glimpse into um, what does it look like when uh, you have opportunities to share the gospel on the street. And Cody, I'm sure when you do that, do you, you know, very rarely are you met with, um, you know, oh, yeah, I'm a faithful Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. <laughs> You're probably often met with with greatly opposing worldviews to the gospel, right? Yeah. It can happen from time to time, yeah. Yeah. People that just and, – and would you – how do you think – what's the most common reaction? Uh, around here, this is a very <laughs> Christianized area, I would say. So around here, everybody claims to be a Christian. Uh, to have faith, uh, or to believe in God at, at the very least, um, that's usually the most common. But when you start asking them a few questions, um, they quite often don't seem to know that much. Right. Yeah. They don't have a biblical understanding of the gospel. Correct. Yeah. And so while there's a lot of people that would claim Christ, or they would put themselves under the umbrella of Christianity— when you begin investigating, and it's not like you're the one who judges their heart, right? but when you begin having conversations with them, you realize, okay, they don't seem to have any sort of grasp of 
the biblical gospel. Right. Or they don't seem to understand that, you know, salvation is by God's grace through faith based upon the finished work of Christ. Right. Right. Yep. Um, what's, what, what, give me an example of something that maybe sticks out in your mind as one of the most unique, uh, encounters that you've had. Well, the, uh, the one in particular that we're talking about today with these, uh, kids, I found out later they were homeless. Um, and that was kind of a shock to me. Right. Um, that I was literally talking to people that didn't have a, a roof over their head. They were staying at some homeless shelter. Um, and one other thing is that there's still kind of a, a culture shock in a way whenever I run into people that literally have no idea what the gospel is. Right. Because we can get ourselves in, in Christian circles where everybody believes the same as we do <laughs> and forget that there are people out there in the world that have no idea about the gospel. Yeah. And it stirs your heart. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, so I think you would agree, you know, obviously not every Christian is is going to feel an urgency to do the exact kind of ministry that you're doing. Right. But there's a real sense in which every Christian is called to be a bearer of the gospel. Yeah. And really a conversation like what we're going to be hearing with you is very similar to yeah. any gospel conversation, right. whether it be at work or even in your home or uh, with someone that you run into on the street or something like that, even if even if you're not, um, you know, part of a ministry that's actually going out Bibles in hand with the intention of uh, proclaiming the gospel, every Christian is called to be a gospel bearer. Right. And so I think what your desire through kind of sharing some of these things is that people get to hear an example of what that sounds like, what it looks like, right? right. Have yep. a gospel conversation. <clears throat> right. Uh, what's some encouragement that you would offer to, maybe there's a believer out there that they just kind of have this in their minds like, man, I, I know I'm a follower of Christ. I know the gospel, but I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm so inadequate to share it. Uh, what's some encouragement that you would give to somebody like that who's maybe they have this desire to want to share the gospel, but they've also got this apprehension that's like, am I going to be good enough at it? Right. Well, um, Charles Spurgeon called it the irksome task. And so if a man uh, that could preach as well as he did uh, calls it that, you know, it's no easy <laughs> task. So that kind of encourages me. Um, also, don't go in your own strength, uh, but there are there are also uh, a lot of resources that can help you to get equipped. Look up Living Waters and Wretched Radio for those. Yeah, some some good resources out there that can sort of help help you navigate the waters, and and hopefully this will be a resource that people can you know draw from. That you're you have been doing this for a while. You've been having these conversations for a while, and. Uh, not that you're probably super comfortable with doing it because I can't imagine that anybody's, you know, feels like they're just amazing yeah. at it. But but you at least you you know enough to to be able to kind of point people in the right direction when it comes to sharing your faith. Right. Yep. I'm definitely not perfect at it. I'm still learning and growing and I get nervous every time. No matter what. <laughs> Maybe the, the, some of the nerves like you have right now being on this particular right. podcast. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Awesome. Well, guys, listen, I hope that you enjoy these witnessing encounters. I'm incredibly encouraged as one of the uh, pastors here at New Hope to know that we've got some men, Cody, along with some of the other men in our church that 
uh, have have taken this task upon themselves to want to go out and shine the light of Christ um, upon people and have conversations with people. And uh, I hope that I know that our hope is that that you would be encouraged in what you hear and that maybe it will encourage you to um, be faithful, to be a gospel bearer. And if you don't know Christ, uh, listen to the message that Cody is sharing, because the same uh, hope that these homeless kids and, and others that Cody encounters on his journeys that uh, that they need is the same hope that you need. And that's uh, the gospel of Christ to to have all your hope and faith resting in the finished work of Jesus. All right. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the witnessing encounter. Hello. Hello. Howdy. How y'all doing? It's going okay. That's great. You got one. That's great. I love that. Uh, it has the gospel on the back of it. Oh, nice. Are uh, any of y'all familiar with that? Yeah. She's very familiar. You are? You go to church somewhere? I go to church wherever I speak about God. Uh, okay. Okay. You don't have to go to a building to have church. True, that that's true. Uh the people are the church, not the building. Um that's that's according to the Bible anyway. So what do you um what do you believe about the gospel? Like can can you kinda of tell me tell me your background, tell me what you believe? Uh, I am the great great granddaughter of a preacher. Okay. Okay. What do um so what? What exactly do you? What do you talk about? Oh, where do I start, babes? Last time in Bible study, I yes. kind of took it over. Yes. Oh. You took it over at the beginning, and then it was me in the end. <laughs> we just like switched out. Um. What church you guys go to? New Hope Baptist in Moreland. Usually, when I'm put yeah. on the spot, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, I grew up Pentecostal, so. Okay. I got you. Um, what were we talking about in okay. Bible study? We were talking about faith. I still go there. Just yeah, awesome. uh, and belong. Yeah. Okay, and so, from yeah. no, from uh, Numbers uh, 25. Yeah, we were working on Numbers 31. Okay. We started on 31 and on 33. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Then we started talking about Job. I relate really well with Job. Yeah. I've turned God away from me, but God's never left me. Yeah. It's true. God is faithful. Yeah. Even when you see one set of footprints after seeing two, it's not just your. It's not your footprints. It's God carrying you. Right. Right. So, um, have you studied through the Ten Commandments? Exodus twenty. No, actually, I stopped reading after Job because my mom was forcing me to read the Bible as punishment. Gotcha. I like beggars. Open the Bible. Exactly. We found but that's it. because I it can't open it without seeing her where telling where me to go to the room and read. Right. Okay. So, but, but you were doing a Bible study last night. Not last night. Night it was before. Okay. Night before. Okay. So what? I was asked to open up the book and read, and I read. Okay. But that was before we got to Job. So. Yeah. I got you. I can read up to Job. Yeah. Okay. So in the Ten Commandments. Um, do you do you know any of them? Have you have you heard of them? Heard of them before? Idolatry is one. Idolatry. Yes. Thou shalt not um, honor thy father and thy mother. Yeah. Um, I know them. I just uh, thou shalt not steal. Yeah. Thou shalt not kill. Lie, covet. Cheat. Right. 
As I say, I don't know. Really, um, we don't hang out. We don't have. You know, so, I mean, would you say that you've kept him, or have you broken? Oh, I'm a sinner. Yeah. But I ask God to forgive me. Right. Because every time I learn my lesson, and if I don't learn it, it happens again. So I do learn. Right. I'm a repeat offender. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all are. Welcome to the we club. <laughs> yeah. Jacob Dunn. Yeah, I'm a big repeat offender. Yeah, yeah. I had a gas problem. I called him. Oh. So in um. In going through those Ten Commandments, um, Jesus in his ministry taught. Um, he kind of turns up the heat a little bit more on those commands. And he says, um, if you have about the, the command, do not murder, you shall not murder. He says, if you've hated someone in your heart, that you've murdered them in your heart. God's going to judge the thoughts and intents of our, of our minds. Um, about do not commit adultery. He says, if you look with lustful intent. <laughs> Well, I can tell that you've done that <laughs> without a word said. Yeah. More than once, but I use it to my own benefit. I like, mm. I, I like it. I like lust. I like, I like right. it a lot. Right. Okay. So that is my big sin. Yeah, I understand. I understand the the struggle. It's okay. called daddy issues. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know what my excuse is. <laughs> and what about lying? How many lies do you think you've told in your entire One life? One too many. One too many, yeah. One is too many. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I ask God to forgive me. Okay. And then I uh, so let, let's, people have lies to and tell them that okay. I'm sorry. That's a good thing. Um, but let's talk, about, let's talk about God's forgiveness. Because why... The Bible does say He, he forgives, but why do, you think he will, why do you think He forgives you? What, on what basis would he forgive you? To learn. Okay. So. <laughs> to get closer to him. Let's say, um, are y'all are y'all good friends? Yeah. We live together. Yeah, I'm we in live, a homeless we, shelter. We live with at the her. homeless shelter together. Oh, okay. 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 Um, so <laughs> let's say something happened. Something bad happened to her. What's your name? Ash. Ash. Let's say something bad happened to Ash, and somebody broke in and broke into your the homeless shelter and let's say beat her up. Assault. Right? Let's say assault. Good okay. All right. Let's, yes, in theory. In theory. In theory. Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Um, and they figure out who, who it was, right? And they take him before the judge and the judge says, did you learn your lesson? And they say, yeah. Should he forgive him? Should he let him off the hook? No. What would a good judge do? So the good, him away. The good, the good judge lie. would um, judge him for what he has right. done. Yes, agree. Show him and have him actually learn from his actions. Right, right. By paying his debt to society, right, or his debt to Ash. Put her paper on um, medical bills. So <laughs> now the question is: That's what a good judge would do on Earth. Um, what about God? Isn't God a good judge? God is a good. Isn't judge. He going to hold us? Equally accountable for our sins. Yes, because uh, he so, does. All right. So, okay. Okay. So, how does he forgive then? How does that work? If he's if he uh, if he's going to be a good judge, yet forgive sin. Okay. That's 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 kind of the rub here. He, we know he's a good judge, but we also know he forgives. But how does that preacher? how does that work together? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a teacher though. I teach. I'm not a preacher. Okay. But so, what do you do to gain God's forgiveness? Learn from your mistakes. Is Try to pay it back. Do better. Repent. Do better next Repent time. Repent for yourself. Okay. Well, there we go. Yes. That's a good word. Yeah. Repent. Repent. To whom? The people you did wrong. 
you had the repat word right. <laughs> you know okay, what? let's put it like this. God did something so that he can forgive sinners. You know what it was? Died on the he, cross. He there you go. Oh. That, where's that been hiding? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> That's how he forgives, okay? Because the payment... Um, that we rightly deserve oh, has already been no, paid. You're keeping me warm. The, the payment, the payment has already been paid. Okay, when Christ died on the cross, it's like it's like somebody stepping into the courtroom, okay, um, and saying, "I will take that punishment. Um, I will take the life sentence because uh, the wages of sin is death." You heard that Bible verse? We deserve death. We deserve punishment in hell. Uh, but Jesus steps in and he says, "I'll take it." I'll pay it. And on that basis, God is a good judge because the punishment was still poured out. Okay? And the sinner is the beneficiary uh, beneficiary, and gets to uh, go free. And more than that, uh, you've heard that Christ lived a righteous life. His righteousness is credited to the sinner so that they can receive, uh, so that God will receive him, receive the sinner into heaven uh, as Jesus deserves to be received. So that's how it works, okay? God made the payment on our behalf through His Son on the cross, okay? So now to get that payment made, you have to, that R word. The word you said repent. before. Repent. <laughs> and trust yeah. in the gospel. Yeah, he, re- he does require repentance, okay? Um, he requires that we turn away from our sins. Yeah, right now my I idol of my heart is drugs, <laughs> and I'm trying and that's to actually, um, keep away from out. that. I'm trying to help, <laughs> preferably methamphetamines. Gotcha. Uh, I used to, I, only, I didn't do meth that much, but I used to use drugs. I used to do pills, smoke weed. Oh, I would do legal, other I'm, things as well. That is going as to be well. my medical <laughs> drug of choice. Um, I don't do Xanaxes. I can't do... Any kind yeah, of medical, no, I will mm-hmm. refuse medical treatment that way. But when you realize the seriousness and severity of, of sin, how much God hates it, and how Christ had to die for it, um, God gives you a new heart with new desires, and He will help you to turn away from those things. Yeah, God brought me to my um, future job choice, which will be medically infused food. Okay. Once it's legal in Kentucky, I'm starting up a medical infused restaurant or food truck, and I will be close to a like hospital or something for mm-hmm. medical reasons. Did you ever uh, do AA or anything like that? And I in outpatient. Right now. I graduated last year. Okay. Okay. So um, they probably told you that um, they probably told you some things about God there, right? Um, yeah, there was some. There was a few um, atheists, so we didn't really get to talk about God that much unless they weren't in class. Gotcha. Okay. But, they would typically mention higher power. I remember. Yeah. Well, um, the Bible says that in Christ, if you repent, if you turn away from your sin and trust Him, you're you have uh, a new identity in Him. You're not still the addict. You don't have to identify as that for your entire life. Okay, that's a lie. That's wrong. If you trust Christ and you turn turn towards Him in repentance, He will make you new. He will give you a new heart with new desires that long to do the things that He says are right and wrong, right? Um, and not to um, continue in the lustful intents of your heart, 
um, which harms us. I understand that struggle. It's it's uh, it's a difficult struggle. It's a big struggle, especially yeah. being the child. Of yeah, I still love I my parents, but at the same token, in time, I do not love my parents. Mm -hmm. yeah. Both well. my parents are gone. So. Mm. My mother that. left me for Dyke and a pipe, and my father left me in the care of his parents, so that way he could go and use drugs. <laughs> right, but my wife went through similar things in her upbringing, so I understand. Uh, the, I'm the first pancake yeah. that got thrown away and jumped out the trash can to be turned into the hacky sack of the family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I turned my life into a joke, and I like it. I, I turned around and laugh at it instead. I've learned from it, and now I just see the humor in it. Right. Well, I'm glad you're taking a positive outlook to it. Um, I pray. I pray. I, I pray you won't. God take what we've been saying as a joke, oh, and no, that you'll think take, about it. So, but it's but, good to meet y'all. What's your name? Ash. Ash. Kristen or Luna? Okay, which one? <laughs> Kristen. Casey. Casey, nice to meet you all. I'm Cody, Jim, and Joe. Joe.